Yes, yes, what's going on people? Welcome back. We have another episode of me, myself and basketball brought to you of course by NBA UK fans, by the fans, for the fans as always, you know how we do. Uh, keep supporting us on the socials man, NBA underscore UK fans on uh, Twitter and Insta for all your latest NBA content. I'm your host Nathan Caton, as usual, hello, what's going on, hope you guys are well out there. Enjoying everything basketball. Um, I mean, what's there not to enjoy, man? It's such a great game. You know how the podcast works. We have a guest on. We talk to them about their basketball journey. You know how they got into the game, who they follow, and why. Favorite players, memories, all that shebang. And let, let's crack on. We're gonna say hello to our guest, Matt Hardy. What's going on, man? How's it going, Nathan? You're right, mate. Thanks for having me. Oh, bro, I'm good, man. Thank you for for coming on, man. Um, as I said before we started, uh, we wanted to get you on for for time, so the time is now. Thank you, man. Thank We're you here. for being here. We're here. We made yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly, mate. <laughs> man, we made it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for the people who are listening who, who don't know you, uh, please just tell us about yourselves and what you do, who you are, etc., etc. Sweet. So uh, my name is Matt Hardy. And since about 2014, uh, I've been an avid Brooklyn Nets fan. You'll probably know me best off Twitter, where I've got the fan account page at UK Nets fans. Also dabble on Instagram at there, but I'm, I'm busiest on Twitter. Mm. Um, I'm also one third of the BK to UK podcast alongside my co-hosts, Aiden and Cammy. Um, it's taken a bit of a hiatus at the moment because I've, uh, I've had a new baby on All-Star Weekend. So um, we've had to, had to park that a little bit, but um, we'll be back for next season for sure. Um, but yeah, man, uh, been, a, been a fan of the NBA for a long time. And yeah, I'm, I'm a Nets fan through and through. And um, and yeah, I love chatting hoops online, and uh, and yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a good ride, especially these last couple of years. Yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into them. I mean, well, first of all, I will <laughs> say congrats. I mean, All Star Weekend having a baby sounds like a, so apt. I mean, right? He's destined for greatness, isn't he? Yeah. He's got to be destined for greatness. Mate, oh gosh, mate. <laughs> when you look at it, sound like yo. If you're not a baller, yeah, listen. <laughs> mate, we've we've done we've done everything we could. I mean, if it doesn't grow up to be sort of six ten with a seven two wingspan, then you know that's not that's not on me. <laughs> oh mate, that's quite, that's quite awesome. So wait, did you okay? Did you get to watch All Star Weekend, or were you busy and occupied? Obviously, uh, busy man. I was I was down in the hospital chilling I, I i would i'd be lying if i said i didn't check up on it after i was done doing what i was doing but um but no my, my head was elsewhere i mean i've got, just got an image of you like just you outside the room looking watching the all-star weekend on your phone is yeah go on babe you're doing great babe you push push yeah come on man come on man shoot shoot <laughs> push push babe steph curry's going off <laughs> 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 yeah, anyway, sorry, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great, that's great, man. Uh, c- congrats again, congrats again. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, you said you've been a Nets fan since, since 2014. Yeah. Okay, so so you're not, like, you're not, you're not a glory hunter, you, you've you've seen the struggle. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've lived through a couple of 20-win seasons uh, yeah. when, you know, it's not, not sort of cool to be a Nets fan. And, and I'll, I'll put this out there now. If someone is a new Nets fan and they've come to the Nets because of KD and because of Kyrie, welcome to the club. It is all good. I've got no ill will to them. But okay. um, but yeah, it's yeah from the the it was the I think it was the twelve thirteen season was the Nets first year in Brooklyn, hmm. and that's kind of when I started getting back into it. 
Uh, and then the following year, I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm proper following this now. I need a team to support. Who should I support? Kind of going around and, and you know, growing up on kind of kind a of secondhand knowledge of, of basketball. You know, the Lakers, you know, the Bulls, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I was like, OK, there's this new team new team in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> their uniforms look sweet. You know, it's obviously Brooklyn, a very cool city. Uh, yeah. Jay-Z is a minority owner. That's pretty yeah. mint. Um, okay. So, yeah, and there was just a, I was just all in. I was like, okay, these guys are a new team. I'm a new fan. This is me. I'm kind of, I'm pinning myself to their ship for want of a better phrase. And, and that's, and that's who I've been through sort of win, lose or draw. And there's been more, probably more losing than there has been winning. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's 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 been a lot. It's been a roller coaster of emotion, I should say. Um, but yeah, from the Andre Blatch days and um, mm. all those kind of uh, very very niche nets um, up until today. <laughs> Be honest, like after like six months or a year, were you thinking, man, I should have chosen another team? I don't know. I think I'm a bit stubborn, man. Like throughout my sort of growing up and stuff I've always wanted to pick something a bit different even like hobbies and stuff like all my mates would try skateboarding for a bit what like all like young lads did like but I was like no nah, I'm gonna be a BMXer and stuff like that and just try and be something like adjacent but a bit different mm. you know like my mates gravitated towards football I gravitated towards rugby instead and, and I always okay. kind of wanted to do something a little bit different and, and buck the trend a little bit I think that kind of put me in good stead for picking my team and just kind of sticking to it. Okay. And it's when I, when I kind of find a new hobby or, or something to get interested in, I kind of go a little bit nutty when it's like I'm just learning stuff and okay. and kind of really sort of not obsessing really, but like really really getting into it. So I wasn't really worried about what was going on around the rest of the league and all this kind of stuff, but. Because I had my team, I was like, right, there's 15 guys in this roster that I can just geek out about and learn everything about. And I was still mm. kind of learning the intricacies of basketball itself. So it kind of gave me plenty of content to go and consume and, and loads of stuff to keep me busy. And I wasn't too much worried on, you know, making sure that I, I follow the team that was winning because that was kind of a bit secondary to me, I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, who, who, was, who were, who were the, the, the star guys? So this was so this was peak Darren Williams okay. and Brooke Lopez were like the two, the two. So <laughs> I so I so I'm a Nets fan pre awful Boston trade that I'm sure we'll talk about. But like I was yeah. before that. So before Jason Kidd came in as head coach, when I when I first started following Nets, PJ Carlissimo was the head coach. Uh, we had um, Chris Kardashian Humphreys um, oh, and all that all that kind of uh, all that kind of uh, vibe and all that kind of um the the rich class of 2013 or whatever it was for the for the nets it was it was dire it was uh, it was slim yeah. pickings mate i i applaud you for sticking through that mate Jeez. <laughs> it's gotta be done it's gotta be done <laughs> so but you said though so you were into basketball before you were just watching yeah. it as a general fan but you didn't have a team Pretty much, yeah. So my, my earliest basketball memory was mm. um, we went up north to go see my mum's side of the family. And, yeah. um, and I had some kind of two older cousins. And mm. I don't know if like if you got a big family or whatever, but like your cousin, like they're kind of like the older siblings and they're always a bit cooler and you kind of want to emulate them and, and sort of be them a little bit. Yeah. And kind of I was just going up and this, I think this was sort of pre-internet days and sort of going up to their room and just and just 
being a bit of a toe rag basically and annoying them um mm. but they add like they were banging into basketball so they add um like kobe posters up and, and michael jordan posters up and i was just like yeah 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 i like basketball too and we just kind of started talking about it and then i badgered my mum um and this is probably going to age me a little bit but i got an a Nintendo 64 when it first came out. Okay, and I got yeah, yeah. NBA Live 2000. Uh, nice. And I think it was NBA Jam as well. Uh, oh, no, yeah, no, NBA it's, Jam. It's NBA Courtside with Kobe Bryant was one of them as well. And it was one. It was one of these weird games where you could play as the Bulls, but like they couldn't afford Michael Jordan's likeness and name and stuff. So if you went onto okay. the the Chicago Bulls roster. There was number 23 was just a man called Roster Player, which was really weird. So he was on there and it was just some bold guy who was absolutely (laughs) mustard, but they couldn't have. So that was so I think through gaming and I'd always get um, like the NBA live and then eventually 2K and stuff like that. But through gaming, I kind of kept up with it. Uh, and then with the advent of the internet, I'm kind of watching and one mixtapes kind of kept me into it as well. Yeah. Uh, and then sort of finding uh, NBA highlights and slam dunk contest um, highlights and all that kind of stuff. It just kind of it kept me in touch with it. So I was a bit like, yeah, I, I like basketball. And I got a jersey one Chris. I got a Kobe Bryant Lakers jersey one Christmas and, num- and number eight Kobe Bryant jersey uh, back okay. in the, from back in the day. Um, that was my first jersey. Um, which I don't think a lot of people know actually, um, but yeah. So I, I was kind of always had it and liked it, and then I kind of fell out of it, sort of as going into secondary school and stuff like that, and and um, and kind of lost in touch with it a little bit. But yeah. Then what? What, what was the? What was the? What was the spark that 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 made you come back? King uh, brought me back to my first love. It was actually a lad that. Um, started at my job so i was working in a clothes store um Mm -hmm. just working retail and this lad started and he was like kept was was still banging to it um he was a lakers fan and we used to work in swindon designer outlet village as well and they used to add a footlocker outlet um and this was this must have been 2012 because or 2013 because it was old but they had team usa olympic jerseys in the foot okay. outlet yeah. so me and him just got us to kind of got, got talking about it and he i picked up a, a lebron james jersey because i'd heard of him and i knew he was he picked up a kevin durant jersey which you know hindsight being a wonderful thing is now being a nets fan that would have been a nice little pickup <laughs> um but no and we just started sort of getting back into it again and you know i, I you know social media and and uh, internet content being what it is now it was just super easy to to jump right back into it and that's kind of that coincided with me kind of being able to chat to him about it every day and and yeah, yeah i followed it for kind of half a season and then i was all in i was like yeah this is me Here oh sweet man hey well <laughs> well, welcome back <laughs> fade, fade back to present day <laughs> yeah man that's not you know what yeah, me talking about like um the, the video games like uh playing nba 2k and all that kind of stuff man on a, a sixty-four, that that brings back memories. Mm. I was a I was like a Sega Mega Drive man. Nice. But any any chance to play like yeah, like the old NBA games, man. I mean, have you have you played it recently? Have you played any NBA two K recently? You know, so I've got um, I've got the latest NBA two K. I haven't I've been able to kind of get onto it as much as I have. But I actually picked up. We had a power cut in our in our place a couple like a year or so ago, mm. and not my Wi Fi out. 
so obviously PS4 you couldn't really pick up and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, my, my N64 is still all plumbed in. So oh, I really? got on that and it was just obviously you don't need updates, you don't need to connect to the internet and it's just like you can flick it on and it was mint and I played it and it was it was crazy just sort of seeing all these boxy little sort of players that don't look anything like this. Yeah, to I was, was going to say, what did the graphics look like? <laughs> it was horrible, man. <laughs> but I remember back in the day, you're like, right, this is this looks exactly like him. But it's just these like mad triangular <laughs> little things running about. But yeah, we, we've come a long way, but there's still something in my, in my heart of hearts that's always like what sees it through rose tinted glasses you know oh sweet mate yeah yeah, yeah man it's, it's weird how like you just because you're so hyped about playing it you actually think yeah it's so lifelike and you look back and it's like that looks nothing like Shaq. what was i thinking <laughs> Shaq is not that skinny um yeah <laughs> Okay, so now, in, in present day, you're you know, hardcore Nets fans. How did UK Nets come about? Because that's, that's where I know you from on Twitter. Yeah, so, so obviously, I, I kind of touched on I worked in retail, but I've, now my kind of career moved into social media marketing. So mm. I'm, I'm on Twitter all day, every day. Yeah. Um, it's something I love to do. I, th- I'm, I love kind of nerding out and, 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 and chatting to people and all that kind of stuff. So... It, it's just fun for me to kind of be on Twitter and, and chatting to people. And I think with with basketball being a niche sport still in the UK, obviously we're dominated yeah. by football and, and all that kind of stuff. Finding your little tribe of people to talk to is hard. Like you can't go down the pub and talk to your mates about, you know, whether or not you think Ben Simmons is going to be a decent fit on this, de- on this next team because they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so, you know, enter Twitter and enter social media, you've just got instant access to yeah. everyone on the planet, essentially. So I was actually, so kind of when I started getting into it, I was kind of just tweeting as myself and all this kind of stuff. And, and I stumbled actually across two main people, two main accounts that were kind of flying the flag for the UK scene. Uh, and that was Double Clutch, uh, who were yep. amazing, and NBA UK fans. And this is going to sound like a plan, but legitimately... If it wasn't for NBA UK fans, there would be no UK Nets fans. Uh, and who knows what would have happened from there. It's not worth thinking mm. about. But they did, UK Nets fans, uh, sorry, uh, U- NBA UK fans posted, um, it was a, a, a kind of a graphic of all the different 30 NBA teams uh, logos. And it was like, are you following your UK fan account for your team? And yeah. I was a Nets fan at this point. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there are, there are people kind of chatting about Nets stuff, but from a UK sort of point of view. And I had a look around and there were some that had kind of come and gone and some that hadn't tweeted in two years or whatever. And I sort of said to the guys, this was just after the clean sweep tweet happened, which is infamous in Nets folklore. I don't know how, if the name kind of rings true outside Nets Twitter, but that's when we signed KD... Kyrie yeah. and DeAndre Jordan Woj tweeted the Nets have got a clean sweep so it was a, literally a couple of weeks after that tweet happened that NBA UK fans tweeted this thing and I was like there is absolutely no way that I can start a Nets account and not look like a bandwagoner is there lads <laughs> <laughs> and they were like and and to, to everyone's credit everyone obviously you know the lads very very well Yeah, but 
to all their credit and all the other sort of team accounts, obviously Ginger Shack was there, uh, Boston Brit um, jumped in and they were just like, mate, do it. It would be the best thing you ever did. Um, you know, the community is prop- is really accepting and we just talk about hoops. There's no weird tribal like, oh, you support this team. I hate you like there is in football. So I did it. And um, I remember it, originally it was called Brooklyn Nets GB um because brooklyn mm-hmm. nets uk was taken um by one of these annoying accounts that hadn't tweeted for a million years um yeah. and that eventually grew into um uk nets fans and that's sprouted off to um new york liberty uk which i also follow covering the the wnba okay and i've got you know then came the podcast and you know i met it's weird to weird to say but i've been doing a podcast for a couple of seasons with cammy and aiden and i've never met them in real life it's all just okay. all just the power of twitter and the power of social media that has yeah. brought these two people you know they're both two scottish lads i'm in the southwest of, the, of england and we talk all the time about the net stuff and, and we do a podcast together and you know i consider them good mates but i've never met them <laughs> so <laughs> it's, a, it's a proper weird thing but yeah it's just that's why i'll always i'll always have a little bit of a go at someone that slams social media because i think it is such a force for good for people mm. that have sort of interests that they can't fully sort of jump into around them around themselves sort of normally mm. so yeah so i'm all in and i love it and i ain't going anywhere and and yeah i'm all in <laughs> UK Nets fans are here to stay. We're in. We're we're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no, no, I totally echo your thoughts about like the, the power of like social media and Twitter and stuff. Mm. Um, that, that some of the guys that are like um, NBA UK fans. I remember when I first met um, first met Brim, and it, that was just just via it was via social media. We were just chit chatting about basketball, and then you end up coming to a gig, and then just you just, you meet so many people. You, you don't you don't realize how many people out there in the UK. Are fans of the NBA until you like you go on like Twitter and you just you're talking about stuff and like oh you like this but oh you like this and you just you know you, you know all these people who you haven't met but you just talk to everyone it's like it's like a little like a little club yeah it's like a sec- little secret handshake club but yeah it's I'm all yeah. over it it's just peep stuff that yeah you'd never and I, you know I've we I run now got a I've got a Discord like group chat of like mm. fifty lads that like are all from the UK and all love yeah. specifically the Nets and it's just like that's mad to me and it wouldn't be like you know if it wasn't down to, to the internet like I've said like it just wouldn't be a thing and you know if you, and how, how many people might have fallen out of love with basketball because they can't then chat about it and get excited about it with people it's all just yeah, it would yeah. become really solitary but yeah I love it man I'm, I love that I love this I'm built for this <laughs> have you uh, organised or thought about organising any like any meetups for like next next games? We ha- we haven't. So um, I've had a, I've a couple of lads that I know have have gone out and done it, and and we all kind of live vicariously through each other. That kind of we're all sending okay. like sending each other photos back of like oh I'm at I'm at a bar, I'm at Barclays I'm at the, I'm at this place I'm at that place. Um, <laughs> a couple of lads have met up and stuff, which is dope. But but yeah, no uh, no, no big meetup yet. Yeah, yet been the keyword. Yet, yet. Exactly, it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It'll come. It'll come. You said you know, obviously, you can talk to like NBA fans of all teams and not tribal and stuff. But let's be honest. I mean, do, do you like to wind up Knicks fans? I right. I love right. So there. <laughs> Short answer. Of course I do. Longer answer is there are some really, really, really solid guys that, through no fault of their own, are Knicks fans. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. So there's obviously you're going to be you're going to be able to attest to this. But I, as I understand it, there's a rule in comedy where you don't punch down, you punch up. <laughs> so I think Knicks fans have got enough to to worry about, and they've got enough headaches with their own team that I don't need to. But if if, some, if someone does chirp up, then you know it's it's just nice to remind them that. That all their hopes and dreams are pinned on Julius Randle, and um, you know, yeah. I think we've we've not lost the Knicks in about two years, um, and this this season actually we um, overtook them like our all time head to head, like we've like the Nets and the mm. Knicks have played each other two hundred odd times, and it's ticked over now that the Nets have won more games than the Knicks in that little all time head to head. So I'm like, it's official. New York is a Nets town. Um, we beat we beat you in, in uh, jersey sales. We beat you in uh, a tent, like capacity percentage for home games. So come at me. I'm I'm, I'm ready for it. I, I I won't I won't start anything, but I, I won't be uh, I won't stop if if, uh, if 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 violence is brought my way, I will reciprocate. <laughs> I don't I don't seek violence. <laughs> you don't start it, but you finish it. Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Apart from Knicks, Knicks fans on social media, who do you think are like the chirpiest fans? Chirpiest fans. Um, well, considering they've been dining out on one chip since two thousand and eight, Boston fans have got very, very chirpy this season. Obviously, yeah. Um, swept the Nets. Completely, absolutely battered us. Completely fine. I will hand, hold my hands up. They are a very, very good team uh, since the turn, turn of 2022. Um, but they're getting a little bit chirpy. <laughs> Philly fans got a bit chirpy after the trade uh, and then realised that James Harden is just a weirdly individual he's player. He's, ju- he's just mm. not. And, and, and watching him closely, it's, it's like it feels like sometimes he could be the same player he was, but he just can't be bothered. And it's so frustrating because you can see him not caring and, and not getting back on defense and, and, and giving up halfway mm. through play and, and, you know, chucking his hands up in the air when he's when he's annoyed and literally just mentally check out. Um, mm. So there's been a little bit of chirpiness with uh, Philly fans. But I'd, I'd say those are the big three for, Net, for Nets fans. Maybe it's a, it's an East Coast thing. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Knicks, the Celtics and, and the 76ers are all... We're all kind of in our crosshairs. That that's the that's the Mount Rushmore of uh, of, chir- <laughs> of chirpy uh, chirpy NBA team fans. East Coast beef. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, actually, let me let me ask you actually about about uh, the whole Harden Simmons trade. Yeah. Uh, what's okay? Do you think you've got the better deal there? So I've I've said before. I think the fact that we've managed to trade James Harden away for Seth Curry. Andre Drummond and a first round pick off the back of what happened for the rest of the season after that trade I think we've won already personally Mm. Um, of course you've got the addition by subtraction argument where you know James Harden was just a miserable git and and he was just a a pain in the ass around the locker room supposedly Mm. and then we've got just the absolute unknown quantity now of Ben Simmons um, yeah. who, you know, at, at his best day, is an all-NBA, all-star, best defender in the league, defensive player of the year candidate, 
25 mm. years old, can defend one to five, absolute baller. On the flip side, yeah. he could conversely be someone who has a, a continuous back problem, although he got surgery on it this off-season. There's obviously the, the mental health struggles that he's um, been very open and candid about, even in the face of loads of people being incredibly disrespectful um, mm. with that kind of stuff. So that's a possibility. So until we know, until we see Ben Simmons playing basketball, I don't think we're going to get a final answer about who has won, quote unquote won the trade. Um, but yeah, I, I think I am. I'm so glad to see the back of James Harden now um, mm. that. I, I'm happy. I'm happy now. I'm happy already. Even just with Seth Curry, who's you know one of the best three-point shooters in the league, Andre Drummond, who you know isn't necessarily one of the top centers in the league, but he's exactly what the Nets needed in a mm-hmm. big body who can grab rebounds. Um, yeah. And he, you know, he's you know putting up his Andre Drummond double doubles uh, on occasion. Um, but yeah, so so I um I have no regrets. Um, weirdly, I've still got no regrets for, for getting Harden in anyway, even though we traded off, you know, our entire culture, young core, the people yeah, we drafted, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because I think if you're a GM of a team and there's the slightest possibility that you can get James Harden, like former MVP, like top five player James Harden on yeah. your team, to as well as KD and Kyrie, you make that trade 100 times out of 100. Um, mm. But it's just one of those weird things that, you know, player injuries, um, yeah. of, uh, lack of availability by some players and, um, you know, not winning, kind of caught up in it and it just all turned a bit sour. But but you you make that trade 100 times out of 100, as I say. No, so no regrets. Okay. And what, what are your thoughts for next season? I mean, if everyone's healthy. Yes. I mean... Yeah. It's, yeah. What can you say? I think that's the big thing. That I think there's kind of there's there's two there's two potential Nets teams for next year. There's the team where everyone's healthy, everyone can play all the games, um, and we get back. You know, KD at full health, Kyrie playing home games and away games. We get a a healthy sort of physically, mentally, spiritually healthy J, uh, Ben Simmons. We also get back. Um, Joe Harris, who is also, you know, as good, if not better than Seth Curry. Um, yeah, uh, great shooter. Uh, shooting threes, he can also get to the, he can cut to the basket. Um, he can do all this kind of stuff. And, you know, if you've got Seth Curry on one wing and you've got Joe Harris on the other wing, what are you going to, you have to cover them. And then you've got mm. Katie and Kyrie doing what they got to do. And they could cook you on the wing and then they could just dump it off to who, like, I don't know, Ben Simmons playing in the middle or whatever he's going to do at times or, you know, Andre Drummond to, to just um, mop up the points inside. So there's that team, which is potential and, you know, could be absolutely otherworldly. But there's the, also the team that, you know, maybe Kyrie finds another excuse to to take some, <laughs> take some, take some leave, which, you know, for the record, <laughs> he he's a human being. He can do what he wants. You know, bigger than hashtag bigger than basketball, all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. There's injuries. Um, you know, as I said, Ben Simmons is an unknown quantity at this stage, but we got to remember how good he was when he was all fit and firing. Um, mm. But what also, what I also think is when you've got people like Bruce Brown and you've got people like Patty Mills, who you know, Patty Mills started off last year 
incredible. You know, Draymond hitting seven threes a game and not missing, mm. like insane. But that, that that's not the job he signed up for. Like he he should be coming off the bench and doing that in sort of isolation, leading the team. He's a great culture guy, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, once we get our kind of marquee players back, the the players that kind of have been carrying us the last year or so, they can get back to being on the bench and and playing that kind of role that they you know that they're capable of and that they're would be expected of so so it's a very very exciting time but I've been I've been a Nets fan long enough to I'm just going to react man I'm not going to get I'm going to get my hopes up I'm just going (laughs) to deal with stuff when it happens if if it's all good then that's nice if it's all bad then at least I didn't get my hopes up What, 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 what kind of what kind of what kind of Nets fan are you? Are you like a just you know keep calm, or are you like emotions are high kind of fan? Nah, man, I, I don't I don't get too high. I don't get too low. I'm I'm just kind of is I'm a this too shall pass kind of guy. <laughs> so when, when we're down in the dumps, I'm like you know we've got a lot of injuries. You know this 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 will pass. And then when we're up and we're you know peak big free scary hours nets i'm like this is mint but you know this this too shall pass <laughs> so <laughs> i just just keep it keep it level-headed and you know especially being on twitter as well like people have got long memories and people keep receipts so just don't say oh yeah so just 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 stay humble <laughs> I'm, a, yeah. I'm a cautious optimist i think is, is, what, I, is what my style is i'd say Okay, what what are you like when you're actually watching the game, like during the game? Ah, oh, I'm I'm standing up, I'm I'm jumping up when when stuff goes in. I think the peak of it was um, last year's playoffs, and mm-hmm. uh, when KD's foot was on the line. I don't know if okay. you watched that game. Yep. But yep. If it was a three, we win. If it was a two, it went to overtime. I swore blind it was a three in the moment. I was like, oh my god, we've done it. Um, you know, see you later, Milwaukee. But obviously, being an NBA fan from the UK, it was like half three in the morning. <laughs> I'm downstairs <laughs> watching this on my TV with the volume down. I've got sleeping family upstairs, so I'm just do- I'm this weird kind of dichotomy of jumping around, punching the air, like, like swearing under my breath, going, "Come on!" But literally not making any sound. So, so, so yeah, in the moment, I allow myself to be a little bit, a bit kind of crazy, and I, and I do get into it, and I, and I do love it. But yeah, that 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 does settle, and I, and I can kind of, um, I can I I can chill a little bit more. But yeah, you got you got to get riled up. You got to show a bit of passion in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, man. It's it's, it's the highs and lows, the the roller coaster of emotions that you have during the game. Yeah, you can't help but get swept up in it, man. I know exactly what you mean, bro. <laughs> yeah, screaming at ungodly hours in the morning. People going, "You shut up, man! I've got work in the morning." All right, sorry. Have you have you actually been to Alex Brooklyn to the Barclays Center? I have. I've been one time. So, so 2014 was a big year for me and Nets fans. Uh, me, me and mm-hmm. me and watching the Nets because um, in 2014 um, the Nets came over to London. Uh, and oh yeah, played, again. Uh, and played the Hawks, but this is the good Hawks, like the mm-hmm. the you know that when Jeff Teague was absolutely on one and they had like four All Stars in one year or whatever it was. Um, yeah. So I saw them get the W then, and then I had a trip booked to New York 
and um, it was me and my my then girlfriend, um, who is now my wife. Um, then okay, cool. I kind of we kind of put this trip to New York, like for, obviously for for ages away because it's like it's a big trip, so you so you book it for miles away. And then it kind of got closer to the time, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, this is this is May time. This is mid May. This is yeah. this is playoff time. Yep. So if in this week window, I've got a playoff. If the Nets make the playoffs, and they play in this week, if there's a home game, when I'm there, I have to go. Unfortunately enough for me, through you know." call it fake, call it whatever you want, the Nets um, make the playoffs and they play the Miami Heat. <laughs> so this is 2014 Heatles um, Miami Heat as well. So fortunately for me, I was able to watch game four of the um, 2014 playoffs. Um, okay. And this was a game where LeBron James scored 49 points um, in, a, in a heat win, but didn't care, wasn't mad. I'm just like, look, I've, I've just absolutely lived the dream by coming over here to, to watch a basketball game. But, yeah. but it, was, it was on the night we landed. So, oh, sweet. Well, it, well, you say sweet, it was, it was rough. So after you know, an eight-hour flight, we kind of get in, we get into JFK, we get a transfer to the airport, and this is, you know, kind of late afternoon, early evening. Game starts at 8 p.m. Okay. And I'm like, I've never been to New York before. I don't know what's going on. I'm staying in the upper upper west side, upper west side of Manhattan. Me and my missus get a cab, a yellow cab from upper upper west side to to Brooklyn, which is ages okay. away because <laughs> yeah, we didn't have yeah. time to figure out what the subway was and we just had to get there so i'm like whatever let's go so we go to the hotel dash our um, bags in there jet lagged come out hit the cab go in and it's just an assault of the senses man obviously there there's marked there's sort of drum lines out the front um there's obviously big lcd screens there are about like you know tens of thousands of people around this is you know my absolute mecca and then we play the mm. game and it's just, I'm in the nosebleeds, but I can see everything. I can hear everything, the roar of the crowd, picking up merch, all this kind of stuff. And, and it was just absolutely insane. And I go home and, I, and I, to my shame, I kind of barely remember it because it was just such a, such a oh, big no. thing. But I know I just, I just absolutely loved it. But I, I needed, you know, matchsticks to keep my eyes open at times just because I was, you know, just on the plane. <laughs> I've done all this traveling you know, getting to the airport early UK side and then, you know, not sleeping on the plane, getting out and all this kind of stuff. But, but no, it was, it was absolutely something that I loved, you know, even though it was an L, you know, I, I've shared, I've shared Oxidum with, with the big three of, um, in Miami <laughs> and also, you know, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, um, Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, all these people, um, that, you know, I, I just loved on my phone. <laughs> and my laptop yeah, yeah. from yeah. three and a half thousand miles away. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm living it. I'm, I'm getting to do this thing that I talk about literally every single day. And I, and I just mm. loved it, man. And, and I'm dying to go back. Um, you know, hopefully when the kids are a bit older, I, c I can, you know, convince them that going to New York is a, is a family friendly kind of holiday. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I will be back, man. And, and yeah, I just I absolutely loved it. And yeah. What, what was um, what was the atmosphere like? And 
Incredible. in the arena because like, you know Brooklyn like you know we all know Brooklyn that like, yeah the cool place you know Jay Z Biggie you know Bed Stuy Brooklyn do or die and all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. yeah was was it as cool as like as you would think it, it was amazing man it's I don't know if anyone else has kind of had this when they go kind of go over to the states but it's it, it's so weirdly familiar you don't have that kind of nervous energy when you're like oh you know I wonder what it's going to be like because you know we've all watched basketball on the TV so much we've all seen movies and seen TV shows where it's around New York and around Brooklyn it's kind of like oh yeah yeah this is this is what it's like this is what it looks like so so the atmosphere like you, you kind of that puts you at ease where you know what to expect and, mm. and it was just lived up to every kind of single preconceived idea I thought that it would be and we were literally oh, it was a playoff t- it was a playoff game man so tickets were incredibly expensive and, and luckily I've got yeah. a very 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 understanding um, partner who knows exactly how much it means to me and, and all that kind of stuff so we were I, I could touch the back wall of the Barclays Centre like we were when I say we were in the nosebleeds we were in the nosebleeds um, yeah. but even even that high up like the roar of the crowd when anything happened like shouting defence and there were some aggy little heat fans who were next to me and having a bit of fun with them and it, yeah it was just it was just exactly exactly what you hoped it would be oh wicked man you think they'd see you want to go back here yeah uh, if you could if you could go back for one game to play any team who would it be <laughs> see i'm tempted to say someone like the knicks obviously because mm. that's that's like where the atmosphere is is unparalleled yeah but I just think I'd get wound up too much. And I think there'd be too many, too many knob, too many knob ends trying to get a rise, and, and I'd bite at someone. So I think, I think if I was to pick today, I'd probably have to say like Memphis or someone, okay. someone who's just like a just an absolute league pass team who, you know, would just be a joy to watch. Yeah. And I think someone, someone like a Memphis, I'll go with that. And they're West Coast, so it doesn't. Um, doesn't doesn't count towards my bias, I think. Okay, cool. But, um, but yeah, that's that. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't think I could hack a a uh, a Knicks game or a or a Philly game. <laughs> I'm, not built, I'm not built like that. <laughs> did you, did you get any merch during that game to kind of you know for, for the memories? Cool. Yeah, you had to. So I've got. I've still randomly got like. Uh, like a, a, a printed up tea towel that they put over all the seats. Oh, okay. And you kind of, it's like a wave your towel moment. Yeah. For like the jumbotron, and you kind of, you whip it around your head. But um, no, we went to the to the store um, on Fifth Avenue as well, and I got a, a throwback Jason Kidd Nets jersey. Nice. Like an authentic one, like the the white with the blue panels down the side mm. and the, the navy blue Nets across the front. And I think this was this was just when he got. Um, put into the hall of fame so like nets uh, kid mania was running wild but yeah that was basically most of my spending uh, most of my spending money for that trip went on um went on that kid's kid jersey but yeah it's, it's still going strong it's still, it's still in the wardrobe it still gets busted out every summer um so yeah no, no regrets there either is that is that the prized possession yeah that's that's up there that's that's my my favorite jersey because like even going back to the um to the gaming conversation we were having earlier, it's like it's just a. I've got memories when that was just the kit, and and Jason Kidd was on NBA Live 2000 or whatever it was. Mm. He was on the cover wearing that jersey, so it just kind of goes back to all those memories, and it kind of came. It was a little full circle moment. So, yeah, that's 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 not going anywhere. It might get handed down to to my son or my daughter when 
when uh, when they when they can fill it. Oh yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's that's not going anywhere. You, I mean, yeah, you got to. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think your kids they've, they've, they've got to be Nets fans, right? They can't support anyone else. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, we've got, we've got we got a little hoop. Like my my girl, my little girl's only three, but she she can play back. She can she can sink some shots as well. She's uh, <laughs> she's doing all right. She's gonna be. Uh, one of the first British-born uh, WNBA players for sure. <laughs> she, she, she got better deal than Harden already. Hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're a small family as well, so she's gonna just have decent handles, and that'll uh, <laughs> that'll that'll see her through. <laughs> um, what what other merch have you have you uh, got? Have you collected any more since then? Yeah, so so I went through a little uh, a phase um, of kind of going a little bit nutty on it, but um, to my shame, I actually gave up a load. Um, and kind of, I was like, oh, I don't wear this and I'll, I'll get rid of it. But I had like, do you remember when the sleeved jerseys were a thing? Yes. They came through like in the mid 2010s. Yeah. Um, so I had a couple of those. They were really cool. I got a KD, uh, just the black, kind of just the, the OG black uh, KD jersey. Okay. Um, I've got a New York Nets ABA jersey um, with Dr. J. Julius Irvin on the back. Oh, okay. um, I've got the I've got the grey statement. I think it's the statement edition jersey made by uh, Grif- uh, Brooklyn graffiti artist Eric Hayes, which is kind of like that graph style with the two stars B K L Y N. Oh yeah, and okay. I've got. We did a city edition jersey, which kind of had like a, a graphic of the Brooklyn Bridge on it, which is dope. That's I've got D'Angelo Russell jer- version of that, um, and I've actually managed to sort out some Long Island nets. Uh, merch as well so I got so being a busy little gobshite on Twitter <laughs> has kind of got me enough clout within the G League affiliate of the Nets um, they sent me a little care package with um, a jersey and a couple of bits of warm up gear uh, a bobblehead um, nice. um, and some other bits and bobs so yeah I've, I've got enough to be getting on with obviously a good friend um, Hooping and Luton Elliot yep. keeps us abreast of all the all the things that he will helpfully uh, take our money for um, and all that kind of stuff, but I've only I've only just discovered basketball shorts, man. Where have basketball shorts been all my life? <laughs> just for just forgetting about it, man. I, I can't go full kit, but a pair of basketball shorts and a little tee and a pair of kicks for summer. Yeah, you know, you're on to a winner. That's a good look right there, man. It's a strong look. What's the um uh the the biggie jersey? Yeah, the biggie jersey. So that was peak like underdog Nets teams. That was. D'Angelo Russell, Jarrett Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Karis LeVert. Mm. That was kind of when we just kind of turned a corner from being like a bottom feeder team winning like 20, 30 games. We get Kenny Atkinson involved as a head coach, who I think is going to be Charlotte's new head coach or is in like in the front running for it. But he kind of completely turns this, um, turns his team around and we're kind of, we just hit the playoffs and it coincides with us. Uh, bringing out this beautiful jersey which I do not have and I cannot find um, but so it's the black Brooklyn jersey with Brooklyn across the front but the panels down the side of this multicolored Coogee inspired um, jersey so obviously the famous um, sweater that Biggie wore yeah um, in, I, don't, I don't know what music video it uh, was the juicy it. video you know, that juicy video yeah so he kind of wore that and, and that was the inspiration but yeah the Nets got in a little bit of trouble with Kuji for calling it the Kuji inspired Kuji print t-shirt oh, okay. and they're like hang on a minute <laughs> you can't call it that so they're like oh no 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 it's Brooklyn Camo 
is what they call it now. Okay. Um, but no, that so that's that's beautiful. We did a did a white version as well that had bed yeah. the following season, which was a was wasn't as mint. Um, and you got the the Jean Michel Basquiat version that came out last year, and, and we've done all sorts, man. We did like that blue tie dye uh, of like the drugs and Petrovic oh, yeah. era. Yeah. That was sick. Oh, and I've got um, this season's one, the navy blue um, kind of throwback as well okay. that they wore this year. Um, City edition as well. Should have got them all in front of me. I would have remembered them, but actually, I've got more than I thought, man. I'm, yeah. Oh, mate, you got take a picture and send it to send it to us, man. <laughs> Post up, man. That sounds sick. I'll, I'll have a little look. I'll, I'll see what I can dig out. Oh, sweet, man. So working for well, being the controller, the manager, the CEO for UK Nets fans. Like, what 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 ties, connections have you built up? You know, with like, uh, have you like have the Nets got in touch with you? So not the Nets directly, mm. um, you know, they've liked some stuff and, and all that kind of stuff, but um, working in social media, I understand that they're just not about that life. Okay. As a, like, that's not their brand that kind of, they're not like the, the Sacramento Kings, which will kind of follow people and, and do memes and all that kind of stuff. They're, they're just, they're just, they just don't do that. But I remember, you know, I, I've hassled them a few times about kind of stuff, but the, the guy that used to run their social media, um, DM me separately and was just like, look, just, just so you know, we see, we, we are aware of you. We, we see you. We really, really appreciate. What oh, you that's do. cool. Um, we just can't, you know, it's just not. We just don't get back to people. It's just not what we do. Okay. Um, so that was really cool. But you know, as I say, I've, I've got in touch with, um, the, the G League affiliate, and they've been really kind. I've got, I've then got in touch with, um, the New York Liberty, the WNBA side, which is owned by. Um, the the Brooklyn Nets owner Joe Sy and his mm. wife Clara, um, they play in the Barclays. So you know I've I've, I've had a little bit of um, just online interactions with them. Okay. But it's you know being asked to go on podcasts like this one and, and some Nets centric ones over the over the pond like the um, like the SB Nation um, Nets account is Nets Daily. They're really big. Mm. Um, their sort of flagship podcast, which is also on the Athletic, is um, the Glue Guys. I've been on. I've been managed to talk to them. Uh, I've managed to talk to an interview um, Michael Grady, who okay. um, took time out of his like it was Christmas Eve oh. a couple of years ago, um, and I just you know I just kind of sh- just sent him a random DM on Instagram, and I was like, look, I'm just going to shoot my shot. I'm just going to ask. I'm feel free to say no. I'm not even sure if you're going to see this, but what can I do to give to to get 30 minutes of your time? Um, to, to talk about the Nets you know this is me I sent him some links this is kind of what I do and he was like let's do it man let's let's do, let's go for it oh and, sweet and, I'm actually, and it was so cool man because I wasn't expecting it he was real real nice he you know didn't he was really engaged didn't rush me in terms of like I, I fancy myself as a bit of a journalist a, a part time journalist I think it was my, my my best interview I've given as well I was trying to kind of trying to channel my inner Sean Evans from Hot Ones of, of trying to ask him some decent questions okay. But yeah, so so it, yeah, it definitely feel, and you know there are some people that are super fans across the that are big in you know quote unquote net Twitter that you know I I, I, talk, I can talk to on a regular basis and and feel kind of connected to that sort of community over the pond. So so yeah, it's 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 cool, man. It, it's super cool. Man, that's quality, man. Oh yeah, listen, it's almost and upwards with UK Nets fans, man. That's it, yeah, man. If if I yeah. If I was really all into it, I, there's definitely something special that I could 
you know, take it on to, you know, I see some of the things that some of the other accounts are doing and, and they're absolutely smashing it with all the content that they're doing and, and stuff. But, you know, I, I just simply, this is, I get out, I, I can put in as much as I can put in and no more. Yeah. Um, and I'm just enjoying it, man. This is just a, a passion project for me, man. And I'm loving every single day of it. Well, oh, wicked, man. Wicked. All right. Cool, bro. Well, now um, we're going to move on to the part which um, <laughs> I know that you've been uh, chopping and changing over because you told me. We're going to go to your very young starting five, yeah? Okay, so listeners will know. Starting five, which means something to you. It doesn't have to be the five best players, in your opinion, but the five best players that you want because it's it's, it's for you, okay? So, yeah, um, I'm just going to hand it over to you. Give me your starting five, bro. Yeah, so we, we kind of said off wax. This is like the 11th version of this that I've put together. But I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to say this. This is my starting five today. Okay. And, and talk to me Talk to me next week. It might be a bit different. But, but as of today and, and giving it some decent thought, this is what I've come up with. Uh, I'm going to start at the point guard. Yeah. I, th- I think a, a running theme with a lot of people that get into basketball when they're kids is they gravitate towards the smaller players mm-hmm. because you know the the ba- basketball is the land of giants and if you see a little guy mm-hmm. you're like you kind of relate to him a little bit so i threw a couple of people in there um one of them was good so a, a couple of honorable mentions just for this one i won't do this for every position but but mugsy bogues yeah. was one of the first players that i absolutely loved um, those I, w- I was very close to being a, a Charlotte Hornets fan just because of the no- because of the nostalgia and because of their, those old school jerseys. But when I came back to basketball, they were still the Bobcats. So I'm not I ain't, I ain't rooting for a team called the Bobcats. So that won't happen. <laughs> I also toyed with putting uh, Kyrie in there at the point okay. um, because he is my my all-time favorite player mm-hmm. i think he can just do everything and fortunately for my sanity i can kind of i can separate the man and the basketball player okay so off court you know we can talk at length about the kind of bloke he is yeah but on court and you leave all that to one side i think you you can't argue that he's one of the best that's ever done it mm-hmm. um but i've gone a little bit different and i've gone which is i've gone for someone who's I'm sure has come up on uh, on starting five or four at the point guard, but a certain cornrowed tattooed uh, guy out of Philly named Alan Iverson. Yeah, the answer. The answer, yeah, because uh, I think you know, grow, growing up with um, the, the video games and kind of I, I I can't claim I was a basketball fan in the '90s, but, and I'll sound like ever ever you know. You know, mid to late thirties guy mm. <laughs> that's on that's on uh, NBA Twitter, but I I knew enough, and I, I was kind of drawn to Alan Iverson. Yeah. He was just special. Yeah. I think it's it's the oversized clothes, it's it's, it's the, his small stature, his outspoken nature, the chains, the hair, the tattoos. Yeah just kind of the handles that you could do and all that kind of stuff, the attitude, the stepping over Tai Lu. That was just, <laughs> yeah. you just can't, you can't not gravitate to him. So I think early stages, you know, for I think if there was no Alan Iverson, I think my NBA fanhood would be different, I think. Mm. Um, and yeah, he, I think he's responsible for a lot of, you know, this kind of, the, the post-MJ, pre-Kobe, era yeah i think 
Allen Iverson absolutely had the NBA and the basketball world at large in his hands for me yep. um, no. in that kind of in that kind of era. So so Allen Iverson goes in at the point for my all-time starting five. Cool, cool. Can't argue with that. Sweet. So at the two guard spot, I've got Nets legend Joe Johnson. Okay. So Joe Johnson, aka Iso Joe, aka Joe Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he was my f- he he earns his place on this team because he's my first ever favorite Brooklyn Net. Oh, okay. And he will forever he will forever hold a special place in my heart. He was he wore number seven, which a certain uh, you know six foot ten allegedly uh, balding man called Kevin has now taken. Mm. But when I see number seven, it's always going to be Joe Johnson. You know that he was just again he was the most clutch player I'd ever seen yeah. with my own two eyes. Um, I think even like all time in terms of like buzzer beating game winners, I think he's still up there with how many he sank. Most of those were with, uh, with the Nets. There's a real good um, clip and I, I'm, I've try, I always try and find it. I look back at it every so often, but of John, Joe Johnson crossing up Paul Pierce so hard mm. that Paul Pierce just falls forwards onto his knees and hands <laughs> as Joe Johnson just sort of rushes past him and he's just he's just he was just incredible. Okay. Moving on to the three, I've got Vince Carter. Hey my guy. Your guy, Air Canada Vince Carter. Yeah. Um, so obviously Nets fans claim him as well as Toronto fans. I think <laughs> I don't want to start any any beef, but I think his all-time numbers were better in New Jersey than they were in Toronto, but we'll, uh, we'll park that. Listen, mate, he put Toronto on the map, okay, so come on now. <laughs> he had a whole country on his back. He had exactly. a whole country, he, he, yeah. If it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for Vince Carter, Canada would still be playing hockey. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, so this goes back to the kind of early YouTube days of me kind of not quite finding basketball again, but me kind of um, seeing it on online and and I've, I think I've rewatched that 2000 um, slam dunk contest a million times. Oh um, yeah. So you just you know that's forever going to be iconic and he's always going to be you know one of the you know although he didn't really achieve loads in terms of like the upper upper echelons of of basketball I think culturally he was he's still incredibly significant. Yeah. Um, and yeah he just came at a time and a place and I think I even I even bought Nike shocks because Vince Carter wore him in that dunk contest. So I'm like, so that's how much he, he affected a, you know, a, a, a lower middle-class white guy in, in Swindon uh, <laughs> across the pond. I was wearing shocks, but so he's in there. Um, rounding out the, uh, heading up to the um, rest of the team at the four, I've got to go with Kevin Durant. Okay. Um, it's been an absolute, you know, I, I'm a bit, I've got a bit of a reputation for, I only watch Nets games. I haven't been watching the finals. I haven't watched basketball since the Nets kind of got swept out of it by the Celtics. Um, and I'm un- I'm unapologetic about that. Mm-hmm. But, so, you know, I know who KD is. I understand he's one of the greatest of all time. But it's not until you see him, you know, a couple of times a week for your team, absolutely killing it. And just being this absolute sort of godlike machine yeah. <laughs> when it comes to basketball and just not missing or like <laughs> seemingly doing like his his shooting action is so smooth and so 
sort of he's he's a he's a Lamborghini man. He's just so smooth. Like yeah. some people like are just brute force, um, and they're kind of come and hit you. They'll sort of run through you, finish over you. Kevin Durant's just like he's just all grace and elegance, but power and finesse, and he's just just you can't you just cannot beat him and he's just I still think he's the best player in the league um, you know but but yeah so he, he's got to make it on my team um, and rounding it out another throwback um, I've just talked about finesse I'm going to go back to brute power but Shaquille O'Neal at the centre yeah um, you you just can't can you like he, you can't argue it he's just an unstoppable force yeah. of a basketball player and you know he, he changed basketball I don't know if it was for the better or for the worse, but you, they, you just there was just nothing you could do with him. If he was if he was engaged and he was and he felt like it, he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Um, and I found that just ridiculously um, attractive um, when I was uh, watching watching basketball, just to see this absolute man mountain just just sort of dominating people and getting yeah. up and down the court as well. So yeah. So so that's my five. Nice man. Adam Iverson, Joe Johnson, Vince Carter, KD, Shaq. So who? Okay. Who were the who in the other ten lineups then that who didn't make it? Um, so I had Muggsy. Okay. As well, I had I had Kobe okay. in there just mm-hmm. because you, just you can't not love Kobe. Yep. Um, again at the point guard again I had D'Angelo Russell because okay. he was uh, he was in terms of like Nets fandom he was like our leader that led us back to relevance almost. Yep. So obviously, I think, what was it? If it wasn't for Swaggy P cheating on Iggy Azalea and <laughs> D'Angelo Russell filming it on his phone and getting chased out of LA, then <laughs> the Nets wouldn't have then become good and the Nets then wouldn't have got Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So if it wasn't for Swaggy P being a bit of a, a, a dirty, little mo- dirty little boy, we mm. wouldn't have Kyrie and KD now. Just to think okay. of the chaos theory there. Yeah. But like, so so D'Angelo Russell was was dope then. Um, yeah, there's there's tons, man. Tons of people I love. Jason Kidd would have been in there. Oh yeah, sure. Um, right. Those people, but but yeah, yeah. There's there's too many. That's the good thing about basketball, man. There's just so much to love. Yeah. So much to enjoy. It's hard to win it down to just five, man. Yeah, um, for sure. But the five you got, man. AI, Joe Johnson, Vince Carr, KD, and Shaq. Yeah, man. That's quality, man. It's not a bad five. It's quality. It's good, man. Um, Matt. It's been a great chat, man. Thank you for coming on the pod, bruv. Um, Thank you, obviously, man. This is this has been an absolute joy and a privilege. And yeah, I, I love talking hoops, man. So, so yeah, um, I'm I am very humbled to be asked. To oh no, no, trust me, we're, we're grateful to have you on, man. Um, if people would like to follow you, where can they do so? You mentioned it already, but tell us where you're at, man. Yes, sir. So, best place to find me is on Twitter at UK Nets Fans. Um, that's why I am everywhere else, um, Instagram, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Um, but that's, that's the main place, but also keep an eye out wherever you get podcasts, um, go, go and subscribe to, uh, BK to UK, the British Brooklyn Nets podcast, um, because we're going to be back for next season. Um, hopefully, um, I do also do a bit of writing. Uh, you can check out my writing on netsrepublic.com. Um, where I talk about all kinds of stuff. Nets, um, 
uh, it's kind of the, the lighter stuff, not the, the deep kind of uh, X's and O's kind of stuff, because I'm I ain't got that kind of knowledge. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you can see some more right in there. Uh, if you're interested in the WNBA, uh, you can get me um, at NY Liberty UK. Um, and if you're not into the WNBA, you should be into the WNBA because it's bad. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, that's the UK Nets fans, man. All platforms. That's where you, that's where you can come get me. Oh, wicked man! Um, definitely check it out, guys, man. Matt, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, and to you guys that are listening, thank you so much for tuning in to, to another episode. We'll be back. We've got more content for you guys as always. Remember to follow us NBA underscore UK fans on all the socials, and uh, subscribe to the podcast as well, man. If you've got basketball loving friends, tell them as well, man. The morning baby, join the the ever growing network of uh, Hoops fans here in the UK. Till next time, take care, man. Laters. Peace.